0: Today I have with me Christy Clover. We're going to be talking about adding joy and organizing chaos. And she is, you know, kind of the master of organizing all of the chaos, especially because she's an author of Mom, Master Organizer of Mayhem, and she has simple solutions to organize chaos and bring joy into your home. So
1: welcome, Christy. Hello. Thanks so much for having me on again. It's always fun to chat with you.
0: Absolutely. I am so grateful that you're here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family.
1: Absolutely. Well, my name is Christy Clover, and we have been homeschooling for I think it's, I think we're going on 12 years. I kind of lose count. I'm like it's over 10. I know that much. <laughs> but we have been homeschooling for quite a while now. My husband and I have been married for 23 years. That number I know. Um, we have five kids. Our oldest just graduated this year, um, which was just so amazing, and it just shows the flexibility of homeschooling because he actually started the year as a junior, and we just decided mid-year that, let's do it, let's finish you up. And so it's um, it's been really exciting just to see how homeschooling has benefited our family. So our oldest, again, is um, graduated. He is 18. So, like That's when I'm like, do the math. <laughs> He's 18. Then we have a 17-year-old who's a junior. And then we have a 12-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a seven-year-old. So we're going to be talking a little bit about organization today. And I thought we'd
0: start with A basic question of why is organization important for homeschoolers?
1: Okay. If you want to really do homeschool the hard way, just wing it. (laughs) And actually I do encourage people like don't, like you have to have all your ducks in a row when you're first starting out just do wing it when you're starting out but what you're what you want to kind of do if you are one of those families just kind of getting going is that while you're winging it you're kind of taking mental notes what are your kids thriving in what are you thriving in? what's working what's not working and then create a plan um so that is what I'm so passionate about is really helping families to experience more joy in their homeschool because it can be really overwhelming. I like to say that it takes a a certain amount of crazy to homeschool (laughs) and I think it's pretty true. I mean, people will tell you that constantly when you share the fact that you homeschool. I guess right now though, it doesn't happen as much because more than anything, I have neighbors coming up going, I had no idea all that you did, you're amazing. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> it's been kind of fun. But I will say that along with the book, M-O-M, Master Organizer of Mayhem, I did kind of start off sharing about how to organize through a course that I created called the Ultimate Homeschool Organization course. Um, so I that was kind of funny how that started off. I did a YouTube video kind of sharing, you know, some things that were working in our home, some systems I had created, and people were just asking so many questions. They wanted all of the things I'd created, and so I was like, I can put this together. So, um, I do have that available if people are curious.
0: Yeah, and you can find all, everything we're talking about today and more about Christy at christyclover.com. So mm-hmm. take note of that, uh, web address because that's where this all is located right <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about why it's important to bring joy into your life and your homeschool and how organization really does help with that you mentioned it a little bit oh yes
1: so i really didn't answer the question completely <laughs> But yeah, so it's important because I do think that you can get overwhelmed and bogged down. And so um, the best way to bring about peace is to really incorporate some organizations. So once you have gotten started and you're kind of trying to you know, streamline things, um, I like to encourage people to plan out their whole year. It sounds really bizarre. Um, But we plan our entire year in the summertime. So that way, my kids literally just, um, they know exactly what they're doing each and every week. Um, It does help to have a program like Sunlight that has things laid out for you. You have your checklist there. Um, And there are some really, you know, more efficient ways to even be organized within Sunlight. Um, So there's lots of ways, things that you can do to, to really just... I guess, bring about joy is, is really a great way of saying it, but when you are incorporating fun and you have a game plan, you feel less stress because homeschooling does bring in a level of stress to it. You are responsible for your children's education it's a little daunting. So when you feel like that, it's an, it's good to know that you have systems in place, you have curriculum set up, you are, you know, however, if you're just using the books and just kind of having fun with, you know, you might not need like set curriculum, but you are homeschooling through just literature or however you're choosing to homeschool, you know, it's amazing to see how when you have that game plan, you can rest in the fact that your kids are not falling behind. They're getting a better education than they ever could have gotten because you're playing into their passions and their interests. And it's a lot more fun to read a book than to read a textbook. And your kids are going to remember it because there's so much character development that, that happens in stories. Um, so it's just it's such a fun way to incorporate that joy between books and getting organized. And so you can work the two together.
0: Absolutely, sunlight is flexible enough uh, that you can make changes, as you were suggesting, uh, or maybe you weren't. I don't know. <laughs> as you mentioned, you <laughs> I can said share
1: my sunlight, to you
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> right? But you can make it work for you. If, if something's not working for you, scratch it off. It's totally fine, and move on to the next thing. 100% Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about organization specifically you have an entire book based on this and a few courses as well so let's talk about how you suggest prioritizing what to organize and then where people can start first
1: yeah well the most important thing is to kind of like i would mentioned you want to plan out your whole year and what that looks like is um i always tell people start with a course of study it's kind of a little homeschool ease there um but you're going to list out um what what subjects you desire to teach and what the state requires you to teach. You gotta know what your state laws are. Um, so you write down all of those things and you put each kid's name underneath um, each subject. And that's where I take a look at, you know, like what are we using? What curriculum do we plan to use? And oftentimes there's overlap. So that's why I really encourage people to plan ahead because there's nothing worse than going like, okay, we need grammar, we need spelling, we need vocabulary, we need this, we need that. You know, like you're going through this list and you end up with like, you know, half of what you just purchased that you're not using because it's too much. And so you wanna make things work for you. And that is what's nice when you are doing a literature. So, you know, I think I used an example in one of our other conversations about Little Pear. It's a story about um, a little boy in China. And, you know, so we're pulling out our big old wall map and I like put it on the counter and, you know, we're talking about where he is in China and where we are. And you know, so, and then we're looking at, he loved dumplings so we made dumplings that day, but there's so many ways to really look at the culture. So, you know, you're doing some history and not just reading a little story. Um, you know, we actually kind of skipped ahead and read like the Great Wall of China book um, that I think was scheduled later on. And that's where you can get Totally flexible, and if there's a subject your kids are reading uh, or really enjoying, don't be afraid to get some more books from the library. So oftentimes, if I see we're in an area of study that I know my kids are really going to enjoy, I'll go ahead and get a few extra books from the library and and bring that into what we're already doing. Um, sometimes, if we're not loving a book, and here's one of my sunlight tips, and like you said, if you're not if your kids aren't totally loving a book, then skip it. It's okay, um, but there, there are so many ways that we can really um, streamline things. And so having that game plan, looking for gaps, um, and looking for overlap are really going to help. And so that's probably one of my number one tips for people when they're planning out. So even if people are like, okay, it's January or it's February, whatever month it is, like you can start right there. Like, what do we need to finish? And so when, um, whenever we're feeling a little behind on things, um, I kind of look at what, what, what do we skip? You know, like, what, do we, what are we really loving? So um, this may sound horrible, but sometimes as a family, we're doing BSF. And so I'm not reading some of the Bible stuff that we have on my schedule for sunlight because we're doing that with um with a different program. Um and then, you know, we're loving some other things. So I'm adding more books in or maybe we're skipping them. So again, like you you can be so flexible. Um, but really having a game plan helps you to do that.
0: You're not going to have a George Washington shape hole in your curriculum if you skip a book on George Washington because you will revisit him again and again throughout the years you're homeschooling so remember that if the book's not working out or if you know you're overlapping somewhere it's okay put that book aside make it a summer reader Um, hand it to your children when they're a little older and they need something to read it's totally fine for them to read something as they age on their own as well and and that is okay so
1: yeah and actually one little tidbit there what has been funny to me is that when I look at some of the books I skipped with my older boys, like we get to the end of you know, the year and I'm like, I don't wanna finish one more book. And so we'll skip it. And then it's ones that my younger kids really love. And I'm like, whoops, <laughs> sorry. Kind of listen as we're reading it <laughs> this is really good um and vice versa ones that I would have skipped I'll have my boys read it somewhere else with some other curriculum or I think there was a book that one of my boys were assigned to read for government and they loved it and I was like oh my gosh I totally skipped that book with them earlier I'm glad they got it so it's so important to know that you're not the end-all be-all of your kids learning in their education I have learned more about history history was like boring like i to me when I was in college, like I remember it was interesting, but I was doing it because I had to do it. And I just wanted to get done with it. And now I drive my children crazy because I'm a history buff. Like I can't get enough. And, and that is actually one big tip for parents is that when your kids find you falling in love with learning, it's going to be contagious.
0: That's, that's such a good, I was thinking as you're talking, I mean, like the goal is to create lifelong learners that like learning, you know So it, that is really the goal. And if you're you're exemplifying what you want your children to be, you're doing a really good thing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's talk about how to tackle household chores. We all have them. We're busy with homeschool. we're busy with you know mom life things. you know we're busy with keeping schedules. we're busy with those household chores. How can you get it all done in a day? for a week or a
1: life (laughs) a (laughs) lifetime (laughs) no I always joke that you know when you decide to homeschool it's kind of like I start my day and I'm like do I get homeschooling done or do I get housework done I don't know it doesn't feel like the two go together very often um so it is um you know it's a juggling act and that is one of the things where When you create systems in your homeschool and systems in your home it really does help just things to kind of go a little bit smoother because you will want to pull your hair out otherwise um so one of the systems that i didn't mention with homeschooling that really helps is um, i have a crate system that we use and so that organizes our whole year up front um so we've got kind of got our homeschool going on cruise control and then on the flip side We create different chore systems and to be really honest until covid hit we had house cleaners that came and you know initially we stopped because that's what everybody did we're like stay at home everybody stay away (laughs) but then once we felt like oh no we're comfortable having people in our home um, i had to laugh because i was like all right let's let's bring the cleaners back and my husband's like no we got this down i was like no we don't (laughs) but um you know there it is a juggling act and so When you create um, habits and routines, which I know that was one of the things we were gonna chat about, it's so important. So for me, that is doing the same thing at the same time or the same thing on the same day. So Thursdays, um, Thursday nights, we know trash goes out um, because trash day is friday and um if you don't get them out then you're chasing the trash man down um but you know with the little i'm like that's a great visual for me i'm like ah. (laughs) but you know we have different things so on our our day our house day is saturdays um so we we tend to Saturday morning, we get up, sometimes we have a fun breakfast, might make pancakes, and then everybody just goes and does their chores. And there's a lots of different ways to divide and conquer. Um, but, you know, we, we just, we, we switch jobs all the time because kids get bored with it. Um, but to have a set time to get things done is helpful. Um, you can do things well, like laundry. Laundry is another thing that Kids need to get, I mean, not, I guess they don't really need to get dressed because you're homeschooling. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're, <laughs> all <at> home <laughs> know, we're all at home now. We're all at home. People are like, no, we're still staying at home. <laughs> but it's like, that is one thing that we do on certain days. So like everybody has a day to get their laundry done and it's motivating because if you don't get your laundry done, somebody's yelling at you to move your load and to get out because it's their day. Um, So that's worked for us because we're a family of seven. So there's seven days of the week and and so my husband and I do one day together, but it, it is really helpful to have everybody getting it done. And then we have little jobs that will happen every single to- day at the same time. So our dishwasher gets started every single night. Um, doesn't matter if it's full all the way or not, but we need clean dishes in the morning. So that's the type of thing that you want to identify. And, and actually in my MOM uh, Master Organizer of Mayhem book, I really try to get people to wrap their heads around that. Like you have to look, at what's broken in your house. Like, are you guys super frustrated because in the morning there's nothing but dirty dishes and everybody's having to wash a bowl or a spoon in order to have cereal in the morning? That means you need a system for your dishes. And so what would be ideal? Do you need to have the dishwasher done in the evening so it can get emptied in the evening? Or are you cool with it just waking up and having clean dishes? So you just kinda wanna look for things and identify things that are broken and find out how you can fix those.
0: Absolutely i uh i have no shame in telling you that i also have someone that comes in and clean my house cleans my house but i work full-time i have two children you know there's just things that i know Mm -hmm. i need help with otherwise it's just you know gonna get out of control so no shame in telling
1: that and i i think homeschool moms really need that i mean if you can budget for it like seriously if you have a hundred dollars in your budget for the month that you i mean ask someone, just be like, what can you get done for a hundred (laughs) dollars? And you'd be surprised
0: that we don't, we have like, you know, a basement and then two levels. And so I'm like, you know what? I don't want to pay for the basement. So don't go down. Like, you know, there's negotiating ways, but that is something that I will always, if I can find a way to figure out in my budget, because it helps me. I had my daughter come up to me on a Saturday and say, mom, why do you clean all weekend? And I was like, why do I clean all weekend? And that's when it changed. But I love the idea of splitting everything up per day too, like having sort of an identified idea of what you need to tackle in the house. Mm It's excellent. Now my children still have chores and we still have to get things done. so then, you know, that happens. Let's talk about that. How do we find age-appropriate chores for kids? Well,
1: <laughs> that's the key. And that's, that, I'm like, honestly, that's my problem spot. Everybody is capable of doing things right now. Like our youngest is seven and she can do most of the jobs. She can't do the high jobs, but she can do most of the jobs. And so that was kind of our little wake-up call is, and why we're doing the house ourselves right now, which is okay. It is a learning thing, but when life planned on pitching... <laughs> let's bring the cleaners back Um, but finding things for your kids to do because i do think that kids need to know how to do certain things and and quite frankly for our family we had cleaners coming every other week and so that never meant that we were able to make it two weeks like our house like needs to be swept and you know dusted and vacuumed and all that kind of stuff pretty regularly and counters need to be wiped down Um, but finding age appropriate number one i would say You need to understand that your kids are capable of doing so much more than you think they are capable of. And I will never forget the time that I had a child throw a tantrum and this child, I'm being very careful that I'm not even going to give a gender. Um, This child (laughs) decided in this tantrum that they were going to pull all the things off the hangers in the closet. And so the child was only two and a half. And I stood there and I'm like, let me show you. How we put clothes on a hanger and i did a few and i stood there and i let the child do the rest and i was like oh my goodness do it. And so that's what's shocking is that your kids can do so much. So a great starter for me is a dishwasher. So I have my little helper. So usually I'll pull all the knives out. Um, you know, table knives aren't usually a big deal, but, um, but I'll, you know, set them next to me and they, they are sorting. And so anything that's sorting related. Another really fun one is we have a laundry basket in the laundry room and that's for rags and towels and random stuff like socks. We find Hiding around the house, Um, but that load gets done once a week, and that gets plopped on the floor. And it's a great time for all hands on deck. Just come and do it. And so, folding um, hand towels and rags and things like that, matching socks. Little kid, little kids are really good at that. And honestly, here's the big thing: when you have your kids helping, no matter what the job is, do not expect um, perfection. If it goes in a drawer, let it be. Like I'm sorry, I don't need to con Mari. My like I am. I love that the whole you know Marie Kondo thing got people excited. Now you've got Home Edit that's taking the world by storm, and I laugh because I'm like, my book has a rainbow on it, but in no means like do I ever use a rainbow to organize other than to separate out children. Um, <laughs> So I don't want to memorize with the jacket uh, like this. I am going to like totally tangent on you, but like, I barely remember that my own book that I wrote has a blue spine. So if I want to go find my book, I don't want to be like rainbow, where is it? Um, so you have to think through for your kids, um, you know, what can they do? Don't worry if it's not perfect. You know, maybe if it's a bathroom counter, you're doing it with them and you're getting excited and you're like, oh, you missed here. Maybe you're both doing it together. So then it's like, you can kind of fix what, you know, gets missed and things like that. But um, there's so many easy ways to get kids involved in doing it. And quite frankly, here, here's my massive takeaway from the Clover family having to do clean their own house from top to bottom um, through our whole, you know, it's been since February or March, I think. Um, And that is the younger you start. And we did do a lot with our teenage boys, but I find. I'm, they're definitely more resistant. I mean, they have a busier schedule, so I get that. Um, both of them tend to work on our cleaning day, so it's not like for us. It's like it's a big family thing so on Saturday, but all the little kids are so excited to do their jobs. Um, so the 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 earlier you start, the more they'll, you know, I don't know, they get excited about it. They think it's pretty fun. Absolutely, my
0: children have to unload the dishwasher every day. I load it because they have a little bit of anxiety about how it's loaded so they unload it and there are times when I can't find anything like anything I'm like do these people even live here but then I have to remind myself take a breath you didn't have to unload it like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right which is so good yeah
1: and that's why and people laugh at me because um I have not labeled because we did our kitchen remodel last year. Um, I haven't labeled everything, but my kids somewhat know my systems with how I organize my kitchen. But I laugh because I feel like every week, I'm like, this is a spatula. (laughs) The spatula goes here. And this, oh, the tongs are always get me. I'm like, tongs, these are considered serving tools. Serving tools go in this drawer. This is where the tongs go. The tongs don't go. They don't go in the knife area. they
0: don't cut things for sure sure. we have this one glass bowl that is a mixing bowl and he puts it with my son puts it with a Tupperware every single time and every single time I look at him and I say this goes up here Mm -hmm. those are Tupperware bowls or you know like they're glass but you know oh oh Susie I could see that yeah but every time I find it all piled up in there I'm like you didn't have to put them away and I just move it (laughs) sometimes I'm like okay Let's let's revisit this. This
1: goes over here. I okay. added a large Tupperware because we just, we had some extra space. Uh, we had well, you know, cause when you're designing things it's on paper and like we have an area where we have these two huge drawers and I'm like, I didn't think they're gonna be that big but awesome, okay, yay, like <laughs> woohoo. Um, but I, I moved all of our big Tupperware to be stored in there. It all can fit in our Tupperware drawer but no one can organize the drawer unless it's me and so I just gave up and I'm like if I keep all the big ones out then the small ones can at least be somewhat stuffed in and I don't have to go in as normal but yeah no it's it's stroll is real (laughs) (laughs) for sure how do you how do you you said you use a crate system
0: for um homeschooling so like do you allow your children to help you with that crate system if you have to trade things out or anything or are they involved with that
1: um, depends on their age and um kind of their capability. So like my teenagers, absolutely. Like they'll go in and they'll switch things out and stuff like that. Um my twelve year old, so he like the next one down, he I he probably could if I asked him to, but he'd forget midway. So like he's the one that like he's all about fun. So um, you know, if something he he then I'd have to go and figure out where he stopped. So that would be kind of where I, you know, so that might not be the best thing, but um, this is a great opportunity for me over Christmas break. Um, I bought a okay. This is my silly thing. I bought a new crate, and it's big and it has wheels, and it's like so exciting. And so like I just wheel that little baby out, and um, so like that's this is a great time to reboot. Um, you know, over Christmas break in January. So yeah, I'm gonna be adjusting some things. Um, I was sharing with you that we're behind on some science things, and so. We're going to be shuffling all of those things around to kind of make adjustments and that's fine and honestly with my crate system sometimes i literally just add a folder in the front i'm like this is the math that we're behind on i'm like just stick and so that's where i would have my kids i'm like oh sorry yep that's right i forgot to pull that out of your folder stick that behind the the work so then it's all right there so sometimes it's that easy is that you're just kind of moving things or into one little spot but Grammar and math are tough um, with the crate um, because those are so um, you know stepwise. They're you know incremental, and so with those, so often we get the kids get stuck, and so sometimes that math frustration isn't really math. It's that like they don't know their math facts strong enough, and you're moving them along too quickly, and they really need to get the other stuff done. So we'll just pause on that. And that sometimes it will throw our crate off a little bit. And same with reading. Sometimes they're really stuck and, you know, a curriculum's moving too fast. Um, sometimes it's moving too slow and we're pulling stuff out. And that I actually don't adjust my crate for that. I'm like, just go grab it. Like, <laughs> go to the next week and grab it. Um, but it is like when they're falling a little behind. Because I don't like leaving. Um, and this is my weird thing. I like them to feel like a week is completed. So I don't like leaving work in other folders. The folder at the end of the week always moves to the back. Um, So that's why I like to adjust it. So they, um, it's a mental thing. It's it's a very visual psychological thing for kids is that you want them to feel like the work is done and I'm not gonna be having to do school forever. So if you leave, like if it's really week 15 of your homeschool and you have week 10 still in there they're gonna look at it and be like, I'm never gonna finish. And so it's really important to make sure you're encouraging kids from that standpoint.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And if you are on week 10, in week 15 you know what scratch week 15 off the paper just scratch it Put week oh, yeah. or week 10 or w- vice versa whatever it was and oh, yeah. for week 15 which is great um so i know that you have a ton of rules um that you fought fa- that you're giving people to like follow for organization mm. so what are your top tips that you have for home and homeschool organization that you're like, if you do nothing else, do these things.
1: Ooh, that's so good. Um, (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Um, this is going to sound really weird. Um, but I think it's really important to plan fun into any kind of organizing that you do. Um, unfortunately I think we can all, you know, we can all attest to the fact that organization doesn't stay done. It is something that you always have to stay on top of, um, so you have to figure out ways that motivate you to actually do, you know, get things done and your kids. Um, so I talk about that in both homeschool basics, in my organization course, and in my MOM book. Fun is this, like, you, you got to bring it in. And maybe it's because people who follow Enneagram, I don't, I've been told I'm a seven, which is like the fun person. Um, so like, know that like, for me to be organized, I have to have fun in there, and I found that that's true for everyone. Um, so making sure that for you, 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 I mean, we already talked about planning ahead. That's key for everything. Um, you know, having a, a you know that game plan, um, planning the night before. Um, is great if you have a project, but not for homeschooling. Um, You don't want to do that. I I used to hate our first several years of homeschooling was all around like, it's Monday, now what? Like, where were we? Um, So I don't suggest that for, you know, for home (laughs) but if you're going on a field trip um, or doing something then yeah plan the night before um but yeah if you are just incorporating bits of fun and making it fun so whether it's cleaning your house or decluttering the garage or you know maybe you're trying to get on to get caught up on science or writing or or some other program maybe you are behind in a book and you just want to you know Honestly, why don't you take the day and instead of reading one chapter, just take a day and read the book, and you know skim ahead, or you can even do a Google search to find out you know some topics or themes in the book. And so when you incorporate fun, you, you'll find that I mean, not if your whole day is only fun every day, then nothing's going to happen. Um, but you have to you know make time to get organized, but make sure you have fun in there too. So I don't know. That's probably not what people expected. Um, But I mean, when I'm looking at both of them, that's probably my number one, one of my top tips. I don't know if it's my number one. And the other thing that I really highly suggest, and this will take you far into the new year is figure out what your pain points are, what's driving you insane. And that's where you're going to start. So if it's a laundry and figure out some laundry tips, look it up. You know, I've got a whole chapter on laundry in um, my MOM book. Um, I'm coming out with a laundry course soon to help because that's always the number one, qu- I, yeah. How do you feed your people in laundry? Like those are the two questions I get when people are like, you have that many children. Um, <laughs> but, you know, figure out what your pain points are. Same thing in homeschooling. Are you not getting to a certain subject? Then move that subject to the beginning of the day, get it done, you know? so you need to really take a step back some time and get a big picture for your problem.
0: Absolutely. And I think that fun actually might seem surprising, but at the same time, this was all about finding joy in
1: organizations. So it does right. make sense. You yeah. together with a pretty little bow. That's right. You know, people don't know is that this is a Friday night right now. So <laughs> no, we're recording. us that's like unplugged. I'm like, I don't know. What did I just say? No. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like look at that we actually ran it together
0: <laughs> well I hope that people have found this beneficial I know they have I appreciate you so much for joining me and all about my joy and organizing chaos, I think is a great topic. And I think it is so beneficial. So thank you so
1: much. Absolutely. And I do want to point out that I have one other resource and that is, um, I have a mom challenge an MOM. So master organizer of mayhem challenge. Um, so if you're looking to just have a little bit of fun and get on top of some projects, it's a great opportunity. And that's at christyclover.com. Forward slash mom challenge. Love Um, it. So have it right there and it'll be a really fun way. See, fun way to get some projects done.
0: (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Christy.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.